All right, we're back for another episode of the YVR Remo Show, and today we're going to jump into the 10 reasons to buy a rental home in Vancouver. Um, there's many, many reasons why we would suggest buying a rental home in, in Vancouver or BC, uh, for that matter, in general. But uh, we, we focused on 10 reasons specifically uh, in regards to the Vancouver market, and we're just going to get right into it. One of the big reasons why most people are moving to Vancouver is uh, and, and looking for rental homes is just the fact that there is a strong rental demand. Vancouver is has a high demand for rental properties, and it's it's really due to just its growing population. Uh, you know, high immigration rates uh, are probably one of the biggest drivers of that, and and uh, you know, a very strong uh, economy in general uh, would would be one of the you know probably one of the main reasons why there's such a strong rental demand uh, in that particular market. Um, but, you know, just back to the immigration, you know, having historical high immigration rates and, and, and forecasting to see much, much more immigration going forward. So um, that's just only going to continue to drive that uh, that rental demand. Yeah, I mean, I think the the immigration numbers for 2023 Canada wide is about 530,000 people coming to Canada. And I don't know the exact stat, but I would imagine that at least. 33% of those come to the greater Vancouver area. So obviously a ton of people, you know, it's a common common theme that we're always going to have a bit of a housing um, demand and, and, and a bit of a, a short list. And, and it, that's why, you know, in times like this, where obviously economically things are, are down, real estate's down, interest rates are higher. Um, there's a lot of talks about where to invest and, and where are you going to see the quickest um, kind of return uh, of value. And, you know, historically speaking, Vancouver, Toronto, like these big city markets, they're going to see a quicker bounce back than you would in some of the smaller towns. And, you know, for us, we've been helping a lot of our clients actually invest outside of uh, BC in general, but especially outside of the Vancouver and lower mainland, just because um, of interest rates increasing. And a lot of the property values have gotten out of reach for a lot of people, just from a qualification perspective. But um, yeah, just, you know, talking about historical data, because right now everything can seem a little bit scary and, and everyone's a little bit skeptical. But, you know, Vancouver is rated one of the, the nicest cities in the entire world. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of value that comes with that. And like Dean mentioned, the rental demand. I mean, I can't imagine you're ever going to have a property sitting vacant um, if you own a rental property in the greater Vancouver area. And if you do, there's probably a, a good reason for it, right? Outside of that, you know, like there's a common theme that obviously where we live in the greater Vancouver area, property values are high, but to offset that, of course, rental costs are also quite high, right? So you're going to see quite uh, significant um, rental returns, you could say. Now, obviously, depending on property value, even if the rental income is strong, you typically still might not see a lot of cash flow, just depending on the property, where it is, what it is, if there's two rental suites or one, um, especially with interest rates right now. But back to the fact that, you know, Vancouver is Vancouver, um, buying there, you know, maybe maybe taking away the, the cash flow aspect of a rental purchase, um, you're typically going to be more in the wheelhouse of expecting uh, quite a bit of appreciation over time, again, just because of, of what Vancouver is in general. Yeah, so you, so you kind of hit two, two more reasons there. So strong rental income, uh, we're definitely seeing that. I just saw uh, a post actually from the CFL, it was a, a beat writer for the CFL, um, just ranking like the cost of living in the Canadian uh, cities in the Canadian Football League. And uh, for a one-bedroom apartment, the average rent in Vancouver was twenty-eight fifty for a one-bedroom for for somebody that's playing in the CFL. So pretty pretty interesting. It was actually the top of the charts, and and I believe uh, Toronto was right behind them at like twenty-four fifty for a one-bedroom. So 
interesting stuff there. Clearly, rental income would be would be a big reason, um, and just the fact that it, it can generate a significant uh, rental income return. Um, and then, like you hit on it, the appreciation potential is is pretty significant as well in in Vancouver. Um, historically, we've shown just very strong appreciation, and uh, that's obviously you know we we always talk about this, and when it comes to evaluating a property for for the purpose of buying it as a rental appreciation is always like the cherry on top but in this market it, it and, and historically in vancouver it, it's shown to be a potential for for massive uh return yeah and just on the the cash flow piece because you know this has been a pretty common conversation and and believe me there's a lot of people gearing up to buy rental properties and and you know when you look at the current state of the market property values have come down but rates are quite a bit higher so to look at you know, a cash flow performa, you're probably not seeing a lot of cash flow, if any, currently, um, which typically will draw a lot of people back. You think it's a bad investment because you might have to put a couple hundred bucks in a month. And I know we've talked about this a lot before, but when you look at it long term and real estate has to be long term, right? Putting a couple hundred bucks a month in to make sure you're covering costs. You also have to consider that every single month, you know, there's a big chunk of principal being paid down on your mortgage. Plus, you have the potential for appreciation. And again, as much as interest rates aren't very appealing right now and payments aren't very appealing, that is typically something that is going to get better over time, right? So we've seen a lot of clients going into a variable with the mindset that rates are hopefully going to be coming down soon and they're going to catch that wave down, which will have an immediate impact on them and their payments. Um, and other people are kind of pushing more so towards a, you know, maybe a one or two year fix just to buy yourself some time, make sense of the payments temporarily. And hopefully when you're up for renewal, things are going to look a hell of a lot better. Yeah. So just to kind of reiterate that for, you know, for for looking at this as our top 10 um, for being historical low interest rates. I mean, obviously we're seeing a bit of a an uptick to say the least right now, but even so, you know, comparing this to other markets in the world, um, especially in, in you know, our, our neighbors to the South, you know, you blend that, even our rates today are actually low compared to other major uh, markets like like the US and and then, you know, in combination with, with that higher rental income, it could still be a very, a very good option for you, even if to your point, you're, you know, you're having to put some some cash in monthly, looking at this as a long term, looking at the fact that we have has historical low rates, and we're at a very high point for our market, uh, it should come back down, you know, and and bring, bring that back to a, you know, either an even or, or cash flow situation. So number five, um, tax benefits. Um, this is, you know, just in general, buying in Canada, we, we're, we're fortunate to be able to you know, have tax benefits when it comes to uh, mortgage financing and interest over over the course of, um, you know, many, many years of looking at um, writing off interest from the perspective of the fact that this is an investment property. We've talked about the Smith Maneuver effect where, you know, if you're actually pulling money out of your, your primary residence for the purpose of, of investing, like buying a rental property, those, those funds could be uh, tax deductible as well. So certainly... Um, certainly a benefit here in our market and in all of Canada is, is just some of the tax benefits we have. And, um, and, you know, again, comparing that to other countries, other major markets, you know, might not have that type of a, a benefit. And, and then also looking at property taxes as well as a, as a potential tax um, deduction. And, and then most importantly, um, depreciation, which uh, we probably wouldn't see much here, but, um, you know, just in, in any regard, like a depreciating um, asset could be tax deductible as well. 
Yeah, I'm just to kind of finish off on that point. Um, we've seen a ton of clients that own rental properties. Uh, they end up not claiming their rental income, whether that be their own derogative or um, or that's actually just a conversation with their accountant that was potentially missed. So if you do own a rental property, just make sure that you're having a discussion with your accountant about that, making sure that you're writing off all the costs associated. If you have a property manager, you can write that off. Property taxes, marketing, everything, right? So um, as much as that property is going to produce rental income, you can typically get that income down pretty significantly that you're paying very minimal tax. And having that rental income listed on your tax return is going to be very, very helpful when it comes to further financing. If you're applying for another mortgage, banks do want to see that rental income claimed. Um, this is kind of a common theme just in general investing. I mean, if anyone has a financial advisor, you've probably heard the word diversification. Um, so again, we see a lot of different scenarios in our worlds. You know, a lot of people are heavily invested in stocks through RSPs, TFSAs, you name it, which there's a lot of benefits in that. Um, but again, just talking about diversification, it's usually a good idea to invest into different markets, right? So if you can make it work, um, if you can figure out a way to buy an investment property because it is such a long-term investment, um, you know, it, it's good to dip your toes into different pools, you know, make sure you're staying you're staying involved in the stock market. You know, if you're working with a financial advisor, obviously take their advice. Um, but right now, of course, the uh, stock, the markets in general, capital markets are have have come down significantly. And everyone that is solely invested in that, I mean, they've seen their down payment fizzle away, right? Whereas when you own that real estate, you know, as much as property values might have come down, it's not. Real estate isn't a very liquid asset. It's typically not something that you're just going to panic and sell because values have come down, especially if you have a tenant in there covering your costs. Most people just hang on. And because it's so long term, which is our next piece, you're typically going to see that value come back up. Whereas, like, again, you know, we've seen people that have quite literally been investing with their down payment money, hoping to improve that. And then sure enough, markets change and that money just dwindles away. So um, diversification is obviously important just in general when speaking about investing. Yeah, all good points. Uh, and, and again, just kind of rolling into to our top seventh uh, reason, I guess these aren't really in order of, of importance, I guess you could say, or, or our ranking by any means. But long term investment um, is is definitely a top reason for for considering buying in this market. And, and what we mean by that is just, you know, to, to your point, rental properties are typically going to be a long-term investment, usually north of five to 10 years. I mean, for us, we usually look at a rental property purchase um, as honestly like a lifetime uh, asset, something that, you know, could really generate some serious passive income for us in, in many years down the road when we're looking at retirement. Um, so, you know, just, it just being such a, stable uh, and reliable source of income for many years is 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 helpful in making a long-term decision uh, when it comes to purchasing a, a rental property. Yeah, number eight is control. Um, so again, circling back to what you're investing in, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of phenomenal financial advisors out there, uh, financial planners that are going to help you guys make the right decisions with your money. Um, real estate is just something that you know, as long as you're educated and you're working with a good team, you have a, you know, a solid realtor, a good mortgage broker, lawyer, property manager, if you're getting the right advice, you have a lot of control on the property that you purchase, where you purchase, what mortgage you're taking out, what product you're taking, you know, the tenant that you're putting in that property. You have choice, you do your due diligence. And, you know, in addition to that, it's, you know, if you think it's time to upgrade, you can make that decision, right? 
Um, there's, it's just a different level of control when it comes to the type of investment. Um, and that's what we found a lot of our clients like it. Uh, they kind of treat it more so like a business, right? Whereas investing into the markets is kind of like a hands-off approach. A lot of people don't take the nine to five, um, you know, stockbroker type that model when you're investing like that. Whereas the real estate piece, a lot of people can kind of, you know, it can be their their way of getting into, you know, the self-employed world and, and you treat it like a business. You have to understand your costs, you understand your income. And like I said, you know, you're, you're hopefully picking the right tenant um, to occupy that property. Yeah. And, and, you know, just having control in general of, of any sort of an asset uh, is, is a good feeling. I mean, um, you know, there's lots of ways you can look at this uh, from a perspective of time management and, and, you know, having rental property managers and whatnot to, to, uh, you know, help. It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily have to be something to scare you away that it, it, it's treated like a business. It, it's more, it's more a choice uh, of how you, you know, control that asset. And that at the end of the day, it, it is your, your decision on how you want to manage that. Um, we've kind of hit on this throughout. This has been a common theme, uh, just in, in general, that it, it's, it is asset protection in a, in a large way. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of your investments can, uh, you know, depending on what you're doing with a financial advisor, what you're investing in, um, or, you know, if you're investing in a business or, or what have you, I mean, it's, we're, we're not here to, to advise you on, on which direction to go one way or the other. It, it's really just our, you know, looking at all the reasons why we would buy a rental property, but, you know, looking at this from a perspective of asset protection, um, it's, you know, we talk about mortgage financing, uh, just given the fact that we're mortgage brokers and this is largely focused towards, uh, you know, our business and, and how we operate in this industry. But, you know, it's something to be said that you can secure a very significant sized loan against an asset that can help that can ultimately get you, you know, that asset. So what I mean by that, just if, if I've lost anyone is, you know, you look at a million dollar home in Vancouver. Uh, you know, you put $200,000 down, so you're using $200,000 of your liquid capital and, and just the ability to be able to borrow $800,000 because of, you know, the, the security of that home to the lender is significant. And there's really, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of investable products out there that, that can leverage like that, that much. I mean, you know, it's 80% leverage on a, on a, on a $1 million asset. And that, and, and that's something, uh, that's something that's pretty significant when looking at just rental properties in general. And that's, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with Vancouver per se, other than just the home values in Vancouver are going to be quite high. Um, but you know, that's a, that's a pretty significant reason for, for obviously, you know, looking at purchasing a rental home in general when comparing it to any other investable uh, product. Yeah. Good point. And then just the 10th one, which I think is just, this is the biggest piece that, that everyone should consider. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. If you own a property or if you have some savings, I think that a lot of people think that it's just not going to be achievable to buy a rental property. How am I going to afford a second mortgage when I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with my own. You have to keep in mind that there is rental income that we could factor into the application that helps offset the costs. So a lot of people, even generally speaking, if they just are qualifying for their current mortgage that they have on their primary residence, a lot of those people can qualify for a rental property mortgage because of the rental income that we can consider. Um, but again, to wrap this up, kind of you have to think long term buying a rental property, right? You're typically not going to go buy a property and and make a hundred grand the next day. If you do, you got lucky. Um, it is very common in the Greater Vancouver Fraser Valley area that you will see some pretty significant appreciation, which can be absolutely life changing. I mean, if anyone that's been in the market for the last ten years 
it's it's not unheard of for someone that's made five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars on a property, quite literally, which is more than a lot of people can save in a lifetime. So just retirement planning. You know, if you think if you're 35 years old, 40 years old, and you're buying a rental property now, even if you just stuck with that same mortgage, you never leverage it again, even if you're out of pocket a couple hundred bucks a month, in 30 years or potentially quicker, if you decide to put more money onto the mortgage or if rates come down, you're going to have an asset that's going to be worth likely dramatically more than what you paid with no mortgage on it. You're going to have a stream of income coming in. And if it really came down to it, I mean, you could always sell that asset or leverage that asset which can really make a, a huge difference in someone's retirement, right? There's a lot of self-employed people out there that don't have pensions, or there's a lot of people that are working their entire life and their pension might not be suitable um, to, to actually have a good retirement. So it's just an absolute game changer. If you can find a way to get into the rental market earlier in life, it can absolutely do wonders for, uh, you know, the last legs of your, of your life, I guess I could say. Yeah, one thing I just wanted to say is just looking at the lifestyle and 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 you know the aspects of of the town you're going to buy in and and looking at Vancouver, it's just a world class international city in general, and and all the surrounding communities are, you know, it's it's one of the most desirable, beautiful places to live in the entire world, and and you know I always I I take uh, I take a lot of stock in that whenever looking at a rental property, even you know even looking in other communities uh, across the country, really getting to know the area and the location that you're buying in. You know, I think that's just so important because, it, again, you know, we talk about liquidity and all these certain things. You know, if you can be able to, if you have to be in a position to, you know, to sell or or, or what have you, you want to be able to move quick in those situations. And and when you buy in such a beautiful location uh, and and such a strong market for for all the reasons we just mentioned, to be able to, you know, sell and move forward into a different, you know, product, you know, different goal or, or plan uh, that you might have. Um, it, it all it's all very relevant um to be able to you know have an asset that can can move quickly and uh and again just you know back to the lifestyle piece it, it is it is truly one of the most beautiful places in the world to to live yeah so i think that's it we rattled through 10 maybe even 11 so um for everyone that jumped on here thank you guys for joining as always um if you liked it please share with your friends uh, give us a follow and uh, like we mentioned, you know, always feel free to reach out and let us know if there's any other topics that you'd like us to cover. And uh, yeah, thanks again for jumping on here.